oftentimes forget or take for granted who we are as creations of God. Let's start with the mind of mankind. Our brain is different from any other mammal as God has given us the ability to reason, to process languages, to have self-awareness, and we have a conscience. We have the awesome power to be able to use our brains to create. We create music, stories, lyrics, curriculums, art, architecture, spaceships, submarines. As a matter of fact, did you know that it is not possible to imagine the impossible? If you can imagine it, it's possible. Marinate on that for a moment. The very fact that you can imagine something, whatever it is, and just the fact that you can imagine makes it possible. Because we are the only creation God created in his own image and likeness, we are the only creatures of God's creation that possesses a soul. The soul is the part of the human being that lasts eternally after the body experiences death. In Genesis 35 and 18, the scripture describes the death of Rachel, who was Jacob's wife, saying she named her son as her soul was departing. From this we know that the soul is different from the body and that it continues to live after physical death. The human soul is the center of your being. You don't have a soul, you are a soul. The human soul is distinct from the heart, from the spirit, and from the mind. It can be strong or unsteady. It can be lost or saved. The human soul needs atonement, which is reconciliation with God. In other words, the creation needs to be reconnected and restored to and through the creator so that it can effectively fulfill its created purpose. In Leviticus 17:11, it reads, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it for you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. I am telling you this morning, God don't make no junk. We tend to dish out and settle for junk in our lives. But you were created from the mastermind of God with a purpose. Nothing is outside of your abilities. If your mind can conjure up an image, you have the power to call your heart, your soul, and all of your physicalities into alignment to turn the fruit of imagination into a bountiful harvest. I heard someone say a few days ago, as they talked about someone who was facing some challenges and who have allowed themselves to be consumed by the ways of this world, and this person referred to them as the spawn from hell. I want to make this perfectly clear to you. Stop it. We give the devil too much credit. Satan cannot give life. 
So there's no such thing as a spawn from hell. Again, Satan cannot give life. And God don't make no junk. If some of you would have lived in the biblical days and, and heard about across the paths of Paul before his Damascus Road experience, we would have likely plagued him as a spawn from hell. Paul was guilty and proud of being one who imprisoned and killed those who sought to follow Jesus. But because there is no demonic influence that God cannot overcome, after Paul's Damascus Road experience, he committed his life to Christ, the very one that he ridiculed, and God used him to complete missionary journey, to plant and establish the foundation of the church, and to preach the gospel. Paul is also the author of 13 books in the New Testament. So don't be so quick to give up on someone because they may be on the wrong path now. They may be more committed to Satan's agendas than God's now. We are all made in the image and likeness of God, even though that image may sometimes get a little tainted. As believers who know who we are in Christ, as believers who know that nothing is impossible with God, when you see someone derail, pray for them. Help them, guide them, encourage them. Do not judge or dismiss them. We ought to maintain the spirit exalted in Romans 10 and 1, which says, Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they be saved, that they be saved, not they be ridiculed, not they be the topic of gossip conversation, not that they be judged, not that they be littled, or not that they be damned to hell. In regards to your personal lives, tribulations and trials will come. Not may come, they will come. That is for certain. 1 Peter 4 and 12 reads, Do not be surprised at the fiery trials when they come upon you to test you as though something strange were happening. Why are you surprised? The Bible tells you that you will have trials and tribulations. You drop down to verse 19, it reads, Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. This is a word for those who proclaim, I I've stopped doing this and, and I don't do that anymore. I'm living more according to the will of God than ever before, but the trials keep coming at me. Newsflash. They will, because we are an awesome creation of God that happens to still be a work in progress. Trials come to make us strong. Trials come to build our faith. Trials come so that we can be living testimonies to the loss of God's awesomeness. God never promised us 
that life would be easy. What he did promise us is that he would never leave us. But yet and still, as soon as something doesn't go our way, we begin to blame the devil and and start rebuking this and that. When Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery, he told his brothers in Genesis 50 and 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is being done now the saving of many lives. I urge you to spend less time talking about Satan and more time praying and giving God glory as you recognize that you were built to stand, you were built to last, you were built to conquer, you were built to walk in dominion because God don't make no junk. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings of the day. Through everyday trials of life, The enemy will have you question your very existence. So I come to encourage you, the believer, that
So there's no need to be ashamed of who you are. You can stand in confidence and declare to the world that God made who I am. Give me. 